Every time you do a trailer read, you have to be like, nope, this is how it's supposed to sound. If you don't like it, screw you. But this is what it is. <laughs> Getting feedback from someone, choosing not to take it personally, is actually very freeing. And I find for me that I do the worst when I'm trying to give somebody what they want. It's like the modern version of the the two people inside of a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Times are changing. We want different voices. We want different races. We want more female voices. I think it's a beautiful thing. And there is something about the strength in numbers that has been really emboldening. Lying on the floor, flopping around like a, <laughs> like a fish for 45 minutes. We work in isolation booths. So if we, <laughs> if we don't want to be isolated, we should leave those booths. You never think, uh, I hope he asks me to be, I hope he pitches me to whoever he's, like if you think that way and you're just trying to use people. Blah, 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 blah. Oh my God, that's him. Wow, you got the part. Hired on the spot. Yeah. pilots my meat suit. I've only heard really bad things about Jamie. Right. Well, yeah, that know, makes sense. That, that makes sense. Watch the <laughs> though. Instead of trying to figure out how to get into it, I just brought a bunch of people together that none of us knew in the industry. Stop wiping expectations on any audition. As soon as you start telling stories and having actors touch people's heads and hearts with their performances, you're going to have people that are going to want to connect to the people behind those voices. You're going to get a lot more no's than you get yeses, and I, that's true for me today. Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. Happy holidays if you're listening to this around the release date, which is December 2021. We have a very exciting and very long episode today, so I'm going to try and keep this as brief as possible. We're talking about politicals, and we are joined by two people who know this area of the industry inside out. Maria Pendolino, who does a ton of voice work in this genre, and also owns Blue Wave VoiceOver, who is a casting company for the political world and Brandon Perry, who is the studio owner of Sound Nectar Studios. He and they do a ton of political work. They do other genres as well and demo production too, but their bread and butter work is political. So between them, they know an extraordinary amount about the industry and about this corner of the industry. So this, of course, is a submission episode. We got to as many people as we could. We had a lot of discussions, so maybe we uh, didn't get to as many as we'd like to, but I think we, in terms of value, we covered a lot of ground. So this is a subject that doesn't get talked about a lot, so I really wanted to um, explore this very, very particular area of voiceover. Now, not only that, once we are done going through the reads, Brandon and Maria actually recorded a session recording these scripts as if this was a real uh, political session. And I were playing that after going through everyone's submissions. And then following that, <laughs> Brandon actually did all the business and created these ads with sound design and cutting every, all the takes down and things like that. So you'll hear the finished product at the end. So there's a lot to get through. <laughs> Strap in. I hope you have a great holiday season, however you celebrate it, and I will see you in the new year with more episodes, including part two of the questions I'm too afraid to ask episode. Okay, that's enough waffling. Follow us on social media, follow Brandon and Maria on social media, and have a lovely festive period, and I'll see you soon. Bye. The National Zoo. <laughs> because sometimes you just need to stroke a llama. Instagram. Download it and start embarrassing your teenagers today. 
Resolve spot and stain. Because the dog's gonna drag his butt on the carpet. He just is. Engage the droid army with this Lego Star Wars Republic fighter tank. Hi, it's J. Michael Collins. And these are just a few examples of the first-class demos my team and I are producing. If you'd like to have something similar, visit jmcvoiceover.com and click on the Demo Production tab to find out more. All right. So today we are talking about politicals and we have two fantastic guests, Maria Pendolino, who is a talent. And I'm sure a lot of you listening are very familiar with Maria and Brandon Perry from Sound Nectar Studios. So thank you both for joining me. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it. All right. So let's kick off by talking about yourselves. Maria, why don't you tell us about what you do, particularly as it relates to the political world? Sure. Um, so for those of you that have listened to the podcast, you know that I am a voice actor that works across a lot of different genres. Um, and I specifically became interested in politicals leading up to the presidential election in 2020. So, uh, at the end of 2019, I was thinking, you know what, next year's a presidential year. There's probably going to be a lot of advertising. Um, I had made a political demo before and I had done some things here or there, um, some spots that I had booked off of online casting or I had gotten through um, rosters or relationships with studios who, you know, dabble in it. But I really didn't have a, a stable of political clients. It wasn't something that I was doing day in and day out. So uh, I kind of set my sights on, you know, what can I do to market myself, um, specifically looking towards 2020. Um, I was specifically interested in the democratic and progressive side of the fence. And one thing that I realized is that uh, a lot of the political advertising is very compartmentalized and uh, segmented. And if we think about specifically for me, looking at the Democrats and progressives, like who they're trying to influence, in a lot of cases, they're looking specifically at activating Hispanic voters, like what happened uh, with uh, trying to flip Arizona and Nevada. They're trying to speak to the African-American community and a lot of times focusing sometimes on older voters. So as a younger voice, as a Caucasian voice actor, I realized that a political producer might not want me and my voice for every spot that they're producing, just recognizing how they market, who they're trying to influence. So when I was thinking about the effort of direct marketing to producers, I wasn't sure that me reaching out the type of voice I am and what I do, if it was a great, a great fit or a great sell. And that's what led me to creating Blue Wave VoiceOver, which is a collective of voice talents that our kind of tagline is that we look and sound like America today. So I went out to friends and colleagues who I felt represented some of those different pieces of what I thought democratic um, and progressive media producers would be looking for and tried to find kind of one of each type that I thought folks would really be looking for. So instead of just marketing myself, I asked... 19 other talents to kind of market together with me. Um, And we launched that in January of 2020 and um, reached out to people who were producing political media, uh, political communications firms. We reached out to some campaigns directly and it worked out really well. And we picked up a few kind of regular clients who were happy to use the site as a way to cast folks. And it really opened my eyes to a whole new genre that really I had only been on the outskirts of. And uh, it was a great addition to my business. It was really fun to work on. Uh, 
we were successful in the presidential campaign, which was uh, which was great for Democrats and progressives across the country. Not sure how I'll feel in 2022. We'll see um, for the midterm year. But um, it was a really interesting kind of experiment um, to, you know, kind of try to dip your toe into something that was really new and doing it in a different way and not thinking just as an individual talent, but kind of going after something uh, with a group of folks. So that's kind of my political experience in a nutshell. I love it. Um, Brandon, you're coming at this from the other side of the glass yeah. as an engineer and a studio owner. So talk to us about your experience in the political sphere. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely from the behind the desk type. Uh, so yeah, audio and en- engineer. And I've, uh, I've had, I'd say t- over 10 years of, of doing political production. Uh, the first couple years is just being a hired button pusher where I just uh, do uh, phone patches for a, a talent who is too busy and, and just kind of uh, cutting, directing voiceover, uh, helping, uh, editing, and then eventually getting to produce that stuff once uh, clients got a little more comfortable. Uh, and that kind of just that part of the business for the studio I worked for just took off uh, from that one talent and those clients and uh, more and more clients. It's uh, it's a, an interesting business. You know, once a uh, strategist or a consultant seem to uh, do well, they seem to branch off, get either more uh, campaigns uh, or move on and create their own uh, strategy group uh, in which those you, they take you with them. So uh, then you end up with multiple, you know, they kind of spawn more uh, clients. Uh, So got busy and busier, uh, just a ton of it. And, you know, it went from small cycles that were, you know, three to six months uh, of working to uh, the last couple years where there's no off season anymore. Uh, I think it's really wild. You know, some of these People used to take off a whole year after an election, like, oh, we're done. Let's go take a vacation um, for a year and, you know, at least six months. And now it's like, well, there's already money to spend. So they're already back at writing and and producing stuff. Yeah. So uh, tons of experience doing that. Uh, Dozens of political demos uh, as well. And for the studio I worked for, uh, I didn't want to keep doing the work I was doing there, uh, especially going into 2020. I didn't want to be a part of that cycle again. Decided I would just do it on my own and just reach out to uh, strategists and consultants and and firms and campaigns myself and just uh, produce stuff I support. In which case, a week after I uh, had quit and moved on, started my company, uh, pandemic shut down our city. Uh, So that was interesting. Uh, Reaching out to clients when they're like, "Ah, my kids can't go to school now. I don't know what's going on with our lives. Super weird start. So instead, (laughs) I just decided, hey, I write scripts for demos. Uh, I've done just tens of thousands maybe of political ads, uh, why don't I just do it myself? Uh, Which in case I I reached out to some people and got some great response from some wonderful talent, just started producing some stuff uh, and was using that to kind of um, use it as marketing, uh, see if anybody wanted to license that and got a few licensed uh, in a couple swing states that all ended up being kind of successful in those uh, those races and and the presidential uh, campaign uh, in 2020, 
So that was kind of a fun, interesting side. I didn't expect to be successful and got some talent uh, paid uh, handsomely, uh, which is which was a very interesting side. We we music had to our is <laughs> yeah. It was interesting because you know I, I came from a place where we had a, a rate card and it was on the low end of the rate card and just did a ton of that work. Um, and this one was like you know why don't I just ask a talent what they, you know, what they would normally charge instead of telling me my rate's low. Uh, and finding out, wow, this is a huge, a huge range of what these, the, the talent charge. And, and a lot of the clients were just quite happy to pay uh, really all the stuff that we ended up sending out. So um, that part's fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, here I am now uh, coming up a year and a half, almost, almost two years, maybe of just doing a, a ton of political work, done stuff with Maria for, for uh, Blue Wave, with, which has some fantastic voice talent, and hopefully we'll just do all kinds of stuff and we'll be all over the air together. Uh, my noises with their voices. And uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I wanna do, is, uh, is do stuff I, I support and, and have fun at. It's a fun genre, uh, it's a, you know, uh, I've done some workshops, uh, some some coaching, and and that stuff is fun. Is just kind of getting people who are very successful uh, in commercial work, and like, what are those little small tweaks um, that kind of lend itself for political work instead? I thought those those spec spots that you produced last year. I thought that was such a smart way to market not only your services, but like the network of people that you're connected to. Because one thing about political is that it moves so fast. And in some cases, they're a lot less picky about things. You know, a commercial campaign, there'll be auditions, there'll be callbacks. They want to direct every session and, you know, have you on hold for pickups and all of that stuff. And sometimes in political, it's like literally is anyone available right now to get in the booth? I don't care if they're male, female, just get them in the booth. Can it be done? And, you know, for you having those spec spots and just being like, hey, this is an issue that's, you know, part of the election. I have a spot ready to go. Would you like to use it? Um, I thought that was a super, super smart way to, like, let people know how capable you are. Yeah, it was it was kind of it was fun. Right. There was there's one thing where I'm like, hey, check my website out or here's, you know, a reel and nobody was checking it, you know, but here's just a Dropbox file. You want to go play a video and watch it, and you hear some great voiceover talent. You hear some sound design, and and now recently I'm I'm teamed up with a, a video editor I'm impressed with. So, uh, yeah, all that stuff is a lot of fun. Yeah, and definitely, I mean, that's kind of what's cool about this industry is that um, sometimes you just don't know where revenue comes from, and you just kind of get into something brand new. And um, yeah, like I didn't expect someone to pay me to write a spot, right? Like I'm not a writer, that's I'm not a copywriter. But just because I've done it for demos, I was like, well, yeah, I guess like I've done 15 second things. I can do a 30 second and yeah. Yeah. That stuff's fun. I think it's fascinating to hear that not only the talent, but also the production is somewhat partisan as well. And you stick to one side of the political aisle. Is that broadly more across the board or is that just specifically no. for your business? Yeah, that's that. I mean, yeah, that was that was just something I, I felt um, I was called to and, and, and right. wanted to put my effort in. I mean, for for 10 years, I did stuff I just absolutely disagreed with some of it, you know, some of them straight, actually uh, unethical type spots, right? Um, mm. 
And so, uh, yeah, no, I mean, most uh, production houses will just, hey, we'll put together a political ad, let's just do whatever. Um, unlike voice talent, where you really, at, at a certain level of success, you really have to choose a side. Um, but yeah. production houses, I mean, the biggest ones that do it uh, are doing two sides of their hallway you got you got both both uh both candidates running attacking at the same each time. other <laughs> yeah. yeah and you're like talent can't do it but the people who find the music tracks yeah they'll do them both it's fine <laughs> yeah. cool okay well um that was great let's get straight into the listener reads now because this episode is about you guys listening to our submissions and then giving your thoughts um and then afterwards Actually, Maria and Brandon recorded a session with this these two scripts, and we're going to be playing that session for you at the end of this episode and then finishing the episode with the finished spot. So I think this is going to be a fascinating fly on the wall <laughs> behind the curtain kind of view of the process, and this is going to hopefully be a culmination from uh, all your feedback today. So um, Maria, who who would you like to listen to first? Uh, I would love to start with a friend of the podcast, a friend of the VO community, a fellow studio owner, Tim Friedlander. Tim Friedlander. Jimmy Mullet's record? Mullet ended local services that our first responders desperately needed, but allowed wealthy donors to take millions of dollars in relief funds. The rich profited, and we paid. We just can't afford Jimmy Mullet. Jimmy Mullet knows our middle class is the backbone of our community our state, and our economy. That's why he's fought for workers' rights his entire career. Now, Mullet is running for Senate to make Washington more like Vermont. I really loved Tim's approach to these two scripts. I thought he did a really good job of making the attack ad, which um, from a lingo perspective, political producers and communication firms call those comparative um, because obviously saying a attack ad is kind of a negative connotation. We know them as attack ads and that's you know clearly what you see, but comparative is kind of like the, the friendly marketing version of that. I love how he brought um, authority to it um, but he also still had, you know, twinges of that kind of conversational read. It wasn't too heavy handed. And then in contrast with his his positive kind of image read for the candidate, I loved how you could hear like almost a hint of like Americana, like the way mm. that he said backbone kind of reminded me of like almost that Sam Elliott read when Sam Elliott did those spots for Biden. It had kind of like almost a like down home quality to it, um, which made him feel very, very relatable, very approachable. It sounded like this could be a message coming from your neighbor in Vermont, as opposed to, you know, that that voice of God kind of announcer. Um, so he made it into my callback pile. Yeah, great. What did you think, Brandon? Yeah, I thought I thought structurally good read, right? I thought it was, you know, it's 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 a good informative read. I would have probably, if I'm in session, I want to ask him to do uh, a little more feeling in there. Uh, maybe maybe add some darkness or you know some disgust into it. Um, I'd like to hear a, a little more of the negativity feel, but I think structurally, I, I think the read was was there. It's good. Yeah. Well, I guess the positive too. I think probably the same thing is uh, I want to feel that this is our hero, right? Um, in the second and the positive read. Yeah, I, I think the inflections, the timing, these things are good. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I, I want some more feeling in there. 
Would you say that generally the delivery, delivery-wise for politicals is a little more pushed than a conversational commercial ah, kind of read? So, yeah, we, sh- we should just go ahead and talk about probably... Uh, I don't think there were any unique mistakes in any of these ones we listened to. This is what I hear all the time with uh, two types, right? You got the people who are kind of just green in voiceover altogether, you know, what those mistakes are, and people who were, were probably good at commercial reads and do a lot of already do a lot of voice work, but they're new into the, like the political genre. Um, so yeah, so uh, I guess for for already working voice talent um, who do commercial work, for example, uh, especially people with like a radio background, uh, I think just the projection is something that is, uh, it seems universal that people project way too much when they jump into this type of genre Uh, so they think like hey i hear somebody do something negative right all right so here's my negative read so i'm i'm gonna push it right and so it sounds negative for sure yeah i don't like hearing that and i don't like that person right so the feeling could be there but there's a lot of that pushing as you said and i think that's we live more in nuances. We don't live in the pushing, the projection, right? So let those, let that stuff kind of live closer to your face, right? You're, you're not, you're not pushing the air out. You're just, you're talking, like uh, Maria said, conversational, right? And in, in, in Tim's read there, he's not yelling at us, right? He's not pushing out those negative feelings. Um, but, you know, how do we get, convey a, a feeling rather than you know pushing out our negativity or whatnot? Yeah. I think there's a lot of eyebrow in political. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, oh, if face. You've, if, oh, you've ever, yes. if you've ever been on a Zoom call with me or if you've ever seen me at a conference, like, I, I have a Muppet face. Like, um, <laughs> people have, like, I've shared, like, pictures of me in session where, like, I'm, you know, doing my thing, like, even on a, yeah. you know, I don't know, like a tampon commercial. My eyebrows and my face are, like, all over the place. But to Brandon's yeah. point about kind of, like, you know, how to bring that um, you know, that, uh, you know, dripping of, of negativity and even some aggression without using the, um, without using the projection of the voice. For me, it's just kind of like that side eye, like Jimmy Mullet, mm. that guy. I've, you can't mm. see me because it's a podcast, but I've got like one eyebrow up and I'm almost like <laughs> rolling my eyes into the back of my head. So it's this yeah. kind of like bringing that can physicality. Confirm. <laughs> can confirm. It. It's yeah. happening. It's there. Um, yeah. It's bringing that kind of like reaction and physicality. And like, Brandon, what you were saying, like you wanted to hear a little bit more of the dripping of disgust. Like that's actually a reaction, right? You have that reaction because you also have to think about you know who you're talking to so you know for me to say the first line of that ad jimmy mullet's record somebody asked me what do you think about jimmy mullet's record right my first line is reacting to that question and you have to create that moment and that moment becomes physical when you become like oh i can't talk about this guy it's disgusting it's gross (laughs) and that doesn't come from screaming about jimmy mullet it comes from like just having that like sense of it right right at the microphone you know and is it like commercial where on radio you have to give more because you've only got the audio and but TV you don't have to sell it quite as hard? Is it the same in politicals? Yeah, I mean, possibly. Uh, I, I think it's it's almost universal. But yeah, there's there's a chance if I'm if I'm slamming, you know, some negative number on screen, you don't have to do it as much. But but mostly, yeah. 
you know, if you're really great at, at commercial, like, like Maria's saying, that's, that's it. Like, what are you doing with your face? What are you doing with your hands? You know, uh, like what I was saying with the positive, uh, if Tim just kind of sneaked a smile in there, right? Now all of a sudden it sounds a little more positive and, and we're not doing anything, but you're just kind of smiling when you talk about it. Uh, yeah. and the eyebrows. Yeah. If you're just glaring at the guy or lip snarling when you're doing the thing. Yeah. Obviously we hate this guy. Um, and I think, I think what it sets apart is kind of, and why we like it in commercial too, like the, uh, the conversational read is the authenticity, right? Is that, we're, we're not selling something. I think once you hear it being sold to you, especially in political, you're just like, Ugh, no, like that's not. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't like that ad. That ad made me feel bad about the ad, not about the candidate we're talking about. But if yeah. you have that authentic feel to it because you're not pushing any of that attitude, you're kind of letting it just be feeling um, instead of making it happen with your mouth. Um yeah, then then it then it hits harder, I think. Sure. If any of these ads actually do anything and people vote differently, I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> but in that case, I think that's that's our rule. <laughs> I think similar um just similar to like commercial, Jamie, to your question, um, with radio, a lot of times we have to get a disclaimer in there. So sometimes it's mm. like, you know, twenty pounds of copy in a ten pound bag. So you just mm. don't get as much opportunity for you know, in a 15 or 30 second spot, there's just not as much room for transitions, air, you know, whatever. It moves at a pretty quick clip versus right. in TV and online ads where they can put the disclaimer and who paid for it. And, you know, depending on whatever that state or municipality's rules are about political advertising, you know, there's a little bit more there's a little bit more room for the the air and the timing and the space, which sometimes has its own impact, you know, to let yeah. something land versus moving on to the next point. So for me, that's the biggest difference between the political radio and political TV, which is similar to commercial. You just don't have the benefit of the imagery to tell some of the story. You as the voice have to tell all the story. And sometimes that means yeah. moving things at a really quick clip. Sure. Yeah. Well, then I'll, I'll, I'll give the equalizer for the video then is a lot of times, at least in my experience, we have the, the production house or the strategist or the, the writer does a scratch track, right, on his own, right? And he doesn't voice over the scratch track, right? He he talks it, right? He's Jimmy Mullet's record. Mullet ended local services that are first respondents, right? So then they build the video to that scratch track. <laughs> and they're like, go ahead. Go ahead, Maria. And she's Jilly, Jimmy Mullet's record. Like, ah, Maria, we have like five seconds on yours and we need it in two and a half. And you're like, oh, well, there goes all the feeling. So now we just got to get it through. Yeah. I never thought about it from that perspective. Yeah, that's oh, interesting. all the time. You're just like, just read it slower than you think. Just, yeah. you know, if you're going to do a scratch track or just pay us to do the scratch track. Cool. Okay, let's move on. We're not going to have this much conversation between each one, but this is the, the early ones are usually a good jumping off point to to, to uh, discuss things. Um, Brandon, what what one do you want to attack now? All right, R Raymond Pentel. Raymond Pentel. Jimmy Mullet's record. Mullet ended local services that our first responders desperately needed, but allowed wealthy donors to take millions of dollars in relief funds. The rich profited, and we paid. We just can't afford Jimmy Mullet. Jimmy Mullet knows our middle class is the backbone of our community, our state, and our economy. That's why he fought for workers' rights his entire career. 
Now Mullet is running for Senate to make Washington work more like Vermont. I love that tone. Raymond's tone is just, that's, I'm trying to think of um, who that is. Is it Sheldon Smith? There's a couple voiceover actors that just, I mean, they stay in their booth. They can't leave the house for, you know, eight <laughs> months a year. They're just like, that's, this is all you do. You don't get to leave. And, and he's one of those guys. That, is that Sheldon? I think it's Sheldon Smith. Phenomenal voice, just nails these reads. And and not really like that tone and the, the texture, that stuff that, that Raymond has there is just, oh, I love it. I, I think, yeah, I, I mean, that, that should be booking a ton. Um, I think what I heard on it was like, was a little more, a little too much movement. Again, with some people transitioning to different um, genres. If you want to emphasize things, maybe you kind of go up if, you know, a little bit if you're doing a lot of commercial work. Whereas in, in political stuff, we don't want to do that much movement. I think we're, like I said, a little more nuanced, a little flatter of a read. Um, so instead of kind of going up, let's just lengthen that word, the word that you're trying to, you know, like the number, those things that you're, you're emphasizing. I, I, th that tone is great. And maybe creeping a little smile in for positive stuff and making sure that feels nice and maybe fatherly for him. Um, you know, warm. I think, I think we could, we could just adjust slightly, but yeah, I love it. Do you think the voiceover has to match the the candidate themselves in terms of their vibe or does that play into it at all? I, it plays into like the campaign, right? What are they going for? So yeah, no, you wouldn't, you know, if, 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 <laughs> if that guy sounds like he could be the picture of your candidate, that's not who you're choosing uh, just default. Um, but if you, you know, if like, let's say, uh, let's say Raymond kills the gravitas and the, you know, let's say negativity, and you're like, oh, this is what we're going for when we hit hard on these, these negative ads or comparative ads. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, that's who you go for. And sometimes you're like, hey, our candidate is awful with women. So what do we do? Well, we need a woman. Uh, and then, you know, age range plays a part as well, what they're looking for. So I think it's, it's kind of like, a yeah, the, the campaign strategy rather than the actual person or issue. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, Maria? I thought that Raymond's read sounded like a very, um, a very marketable and traditional political read. Like, yeah. if you told me that Raymond's been doing politicals for 10 years, I would believe you. Because yeah. um, it just, it, like, the the way he read it, it sounded, it was like, like you know, ripped, ripped from the airways. Um, my only critique was uh, kind of from a diction perspective in his, um, in his negative ad, I heard, the rich profited and we paid. Like a very kind of over-enunciated uh, diction there, which, you know, that, kind of hits my ears really quickly as someone who works in a lot of commercials because we're moving to things that are so much more conversational and more colloquial. So that really leaned far to the announcer side versus, you know, like real, real person side. So again, it depends on the spec and it depends on what the campaign wants or what the producers want. Like if they want that um, slightly more traditional sound versus something that sounds a little bit more quote unquote trendy. Um, that was the only thing that really jumped out to my ears. But the the read was very much in the ballpark of, you know, for for his lane, the lane that he you know swims in, uh, very much in the ballpark of bookable. That's great. Well, I know Ray, and uh, I'm sure he's going to be thrilled to hear about this. So uh, good job, Ray. Um, <laughs> all right, Maria. What 
Who would you like to go for now? Um, I would like to listen to Mavi Graves. Mavi Graves. Jimmy Mullet's record? Mullet ended local services that our first responders desperately needed, but allowed wealthy donors to take millions of dollars in relief funds. The rich profited and we paid. We just can't afford Jimmy Mullet. Jimmy Mullet knows our middle class is the backbone of our community, our state, and our economy. That's why he's fought for workers' rights his entire career. Now Mullet is running for Senate to make Washington work more like Vermont. So I love Mavi's tone, and I think her voice is actually really well-suited to this genre. It's got kind of that uh, slightly lower on the side, like alto quality. There is a almost a maternal quality to her voice. So, you know, again, from a, like, what tends to book in this genre, um, I think just, like, her her given voice print is, is very marketable. For me, the challenges that I had with this audition were it lacked that kind of, like, pace and urgency. And in an audition, it's not important that you nail it to be a perfect 15 seconds or not. Half the time you're given way too much copy anyway. But there is a certain um, um, urgency and pace that comes with the spot, and you want to hear the lines kind of feeding into it and building up to that conclusion, you know, whether it's a call to action or we can't afford Jimmy Mullet or, you know, pick him or, or whatever that is. So for for me, this audition just kind of ambled along and there was a lot of there was a lot of dead air in there. The other thing I would say is it felt a little bit more like reading versus acting and there were a couple of moments where it got a little sing-songy um in that list in the the positive image ad like our community, our state and it kind of like is up down, up down, up down. When you have a list like that, if that inflection stays the same, you really hear that. Um so uh, I would I would ask Mavi to kind of think about bringing that sense of urgency to these spots because, you know, we are asking people to do something, whether it's take immediate action, like donate or, you know, make a choice or whatever, that that pace has to be there. And again, it's not about in your audition hitting a perfect, perfect 15 seconds, but recognizing that a 15 second spot moves at a pretty good clip. And part of that is getting the message across with that urgency. Yeah. Brendan? Yeah, no, I, I I like that. That's that's definitely something I I stress on. If you're getting into it, one of the things to learn first is doing sets of threes, because we shove all the information we can into every little spot we do, and almost every single one is going to be a list of three. Um, it's just how we get more things, positive and negative. Uh, and yeah, if if you don't nail that, it, it comes through for. Uh, for the spot. I mean, I don't know how often people are auditioning for political spots. Um, None of my clients audition for it. They just kind of pick someone and go or demo and go. But yeah, if you're doing audition, I think Maria as well, like, hey, work on that pacing. Don't don't cram it into 15 um, because chances are it hasn't even gone through lawyers who are going to pick stuff apart and change things. So make it sound good. Don't worry about it. I think I heard a few of these auditions in here that were really crammed. And I'm like, I, th- I wonder if they were trying to get in 15 because um, you lost all feeling just cramming it in. 
uh, I, yeah, I loved her tone. I thought the softness was great. I thought it was it was close in that regard. I love the projection and the feeling of it. Um, I think there was a, I wrote down here, uh, there was disappointment in the last line of the negative one that I really liked. I kind of wish I had that throughout the whole read. Um, I thought she, she landed that line nice feeling wise, but let me hear that disappointment throughout um, because the whole thing's negative. We should be disappointed about all of it. And because of that negative ad, that could be done a myriad of different ways, right? We can be just soft disappointed. We could be disgusted. Uh, we could just be informative. You know, we could do a, diff a bunch of different ways. I think she could have gotten just kind of a soft disappointed throughout and that would have been cool. I thought the positive one where uh, I think we were end up too quick, right? So we kind of lost the the feeling, like where's, where's the warmth, the caring or the positivity? And especially uh, happened a lot, not just with Mavi's, um, but the last line, land that, especially at the end of an audition, like land that, you know, they, don't worry about time. What, what, what feels good at the end? Because that's the last thing they're going to hear. If they made it all the way, at least land it really nice. So you mentioned doing multiples there. If this was a session and you're working with Mavi for actual booked gig, are you yeah. trying to cover a bunch of bases for potential future notes coming back from the campaign, like speed this up, slow this down, brighten this up, make this a bit more harsh or? Yeah, so I mean, every client is different. Ideally, I have clients who will be on the line and then we kind of work through that spot. Uh, is this what they're looking for? Is that what works for their, um, you know, their strategy? If not, we talked about it before. So I have the, the best idea I have, you know, uh, before we get in is what they're looking for. And so I make sure uh, that the voiceover is going to be exactly what they want. It's going to work with, you know, whatever music choice they want. And, and we produce a, a spot that they're already going to approve uh, and, and have no notes on the way back. But yeah, of course, I guess there, there could be a, a chance where I'm like, hey, Maria, that was great. You know, just in case they wanted a little more edgy, let's try something different. But that's that's pretty rare. They're either on the line or we already have a, a concept that we're, we're we're ready to go uh, before I get the voice talent. Because that's I mean, no reason to waste voice talent's time with with, you know, maybe we'll need this. Maybe we'll want it. I try not to anyway. Sure. That's great. OK, so Brandon, I think is your pick. Who do you want to go go with next? Uh, Julia Hamra. Julia Hamra. Jimmy Mullet's record. Mullet ended local services that our first responders desperately needed, but allowed wealthy donors to take millions of dollars in relief funds. The rich profited, and we paid. We just can't afford Jimmy Mullet. Jimmy Mullet knows our middle class is the backbone of our community, our state, and our economy. That's why he's fought for workers' rights his entire career. Now Mullet is running for Senate to make Washington work more like Vermont. Yeah, I think I, I like the projection. I like a little of that attitude that's in there. I think that's nice. You know, there, there are certain things that every talent needs to, to kind of get up on when, when they're jumping into the genre is that money is always a lot, right? So anytime we're talking about money spent, it's oh, stretch that word out. We got to spend more time on it. Millions, right? Uh, so don't make it louder, but we make it longer and we, we just spend more time on it. That's pretty much every spot ever, I, I, I would think. Yeah, and, and the ending, I think we already went with someone else, is that, yeah, land that ending. Make sure, you know, it's kind of your tag here. Like, make sure you spend the time on there to nail that part. 
And then I guess another thing, entire career is in the positive one is something that we hear uh, entire career all the time with these spots. So um, that's what he's done his entire career. So we got to kind of play up that uh, a nice warm part to it. Let's stretch that out, spend more time on it. And I think in that one was like Senate was hit hard um, where it's, you know, running for Senate to make Washington work more like Vermont. Uh, so uh, Washington is usually, you know, there's a little attitude in that, almost all spots, both sides. Um, and then you have to warm up your own state, right? Your state does it right. Uh, Vermont. So a little feeling there. Yeah. I love that. Not louder, but longer. That's that's a good takeaway. Uh, yeah. So I think that's the other thing is 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 a lot of people think um, and coming from other uh, industries that sometimes you inflect upwards and sometimes you make louder. Right. When you want to emphasize a thing. But in this most cases, you want to just spend more time on it. Right. So we the nuance is that it's just it's just a little bit longer. We spend a little more time rather than pushing it out or making it loud or doing anything yeah. else that, that might work elsewhere. Maria, what did you think of Julia's read? I really liked Julia's tone. Um, again, this is another type of voice that I feel like just from her natural voice print, like there there's opportunity um, in this genre. I'm also catching a hint of an accent. Um, I don't know if, if that's something that she's actively like working against or trying to hide, but there's something there and I want to know more about it because so many times we see castings where, you know, the advertising buy is going to be hyper, hyper local and they really want people who sound exactly like someone from that community. And it's the type of accents where someone will know if you're trying and it's not yours. Like the same mm. way, Jamie, you talk about Americans doing British accents, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, I've seen castings looking for Mainers. Like, we need someone who is from Maine. And not this part of Maine, this part of Maine. And I'm looking for someone who's from rural Mississippi. So not your generic, I watched Paula Dean on TV, Southern accent. <laughs> I want to know that you're from Southern Mississippi or I want to know you're from San Antonio. Um, so Julia, if you do have a natural accent and you are interested in this genre, I want you to lean into that at least on a couple spots of your demo or have those as something that's off to the side so that when you see something where they're looking for what you've got, you have a spot ready to go where you are milking all of that natural accent that you have. The reads in general, I thought were just very middle of the road. There was nothing technically wrong with that performance, but she didn't make my callback pile because I wanted the negative to be more negative and I wanted the positive to be more positive. Exactly what Brandon said. We wanted to hear more of that disappointment in spot one, and we just wanted to hear more of that warmth and love for our friend Jimmy in spot two. Got it. Speaking with your blue wave hat on, are you looking for all of the regions covered. So you've got to go to for that person in all regions of America. You have a big map at Blue Wave HQ that with pins in it. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we got to a point where we realized like we couldn't have the perfect person for every permutation, but we've tried to cover ones that we thought were important. So we've got folks who can do New England. We've got folks who can do kind of New York tri-state. We've got folks who can do um, that rural America sound, which is maybe like your Tennessee, Tennessee, West Virginia kind of sound. Um, we've got folks who can do 
what I would call like a generic Southern accent and then have specialties within that. We've got folks who can do the Midwestern, Buffalo, Ohio, Chicago sound, and then can trend up to the Minnesota, North Dakota kind of Fargo, Fargo uh, out here, <laughs> over over here, you know? Um, and then every once Is in a while you? we'll Are hear- you the one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, right. I can see Russia from my window. Um, but uh, some people who can do kind of like the Texas Western sound, and then every once in a while we get that like, oh, I want to hear like somebody sounds from the West Coast. And it's like, it, mm, the, no, yeah. it just sounds like money, but- um, <laughs> Just Southern Nevada? Does that thing happen? <laughs> um, Real Las Vegas feel. Yeah. And then we also, um, you know, we have folks listed on the site who do a what we would call an urban accent. We wanted to make it very clear that we didn't believe that African-American and urban were synonymous um, mm. because obviously, you know, someone who is from an urban area in the Northeast sounds a lot different from someone who's in an urban area in the in the South or in the West or whatever. So for folks who provided what would be considered by a producer an urban read, we have that listed as an accent option. And then we also have uh, folks who are bilingual in Spanish and that they offer different ranges in accents. So obviously you have like a Cuban, Spanish, Miami kind of accent, a Mexican accent, which is maybe more prevalent in Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, uh, California, you know, kind of that neutral Latin American Spanish where you can't really place it, but it's, um, you know, it's it's recognizable as different from like a, a Spain Spanish where, you know, they're heavier on the, the TH, like theta sound. So we've kind of picked the kind of main categories that that we thought people were asking for. But we have had requests come in, you know, folks who have like wandered into our contact form, like asking for something specific. And it's like, I can't I can't possibly predict like every permutation of what you need. So I'll usually throw it out to the roster and is like, is this something that you feel you can authentically do or do you know someone who can? And a lot of cases, those are the types of jobs they're not looking for the auditions. They just want to know, like, is there someone who could do this job today? And if I don't mm. have it, I'm happy to pass it on to somebody else in the network in the, you know, in the in the great wide world of voiceover. But I would say my my recommendation to anyone out there who has a natural accent, either something you grew up with or it's how your family speaks or whatever, Work with someone either, you know, if you are good enough at production yourself or work with someone like Brandon, just produce a spec spot of you dripping in that accent so that when someone asks, you have a sample to send immediately because it's usually not like Brandon said, it's not going to be an audition. They want to cast from a demo. So if that's something that is authentically you and you have it, have something ready to go, even if it's not a fully produced, you know, one minute perfect demo that you paid a couple thousand dollars for, even if it's just one 15 second spot of you doing the Mainer accent, have it at the ready for when someone like me or Brandon or someone on Facebook or someone walks into your contact form, when someone asks, have it ready. What about non-binary gender voices? Is that a thing in the political landscape? Are the people looking for those for those voices? We've had requests come in asking for non-binary uh, and transgender and also uh, folks who authentically represent the LGBTQ community. I wouldn't say it is the mm the norm. Um, but we have had requests come in. So we, um, you know, we have been increasing our LGBTQ plus IA representation um, on Blue Wave to account for that. 
M. It's true that great talent is usually hidden. Too many believe that their path has been written, but all that you need is the right place to be. If you like voice acting, that's Voice123. So sign up or upgrade, and then please remember, we'll give you a discount as a premium member. VO School listeners, we're offering you $50 off our premium membership tiers. Just visit us at voice123.com slash plans slash VO School. Terms and conditions apply. Voice123, speak for yourself. So let's go with Doug Lloyd. Doug Lloyd. Jimmy Mullet's record? Mullet ended local services that our first responders desperately needed, but allowed wealthy donors to take millions of dollars in relief funds. The rich profited, and we paid. We just can't afford Jimmy Mullet. Jimmy Mullet knows our middle class is the backbone of our community, our state, and our economy. That's why he's fought for workers' rights his entire career. Now Mullet is running for Senate to make Washington work more like Vermont. I love the tone of Doug's voice. I think he sounds super approachable. He sounds like he could be my neighbor. He sounds like he could be you know, a friend, an uncle, a dad has a really nice kind of resonant male tone that I like. It's not uh, overpowering and it's kind of middle of the road, which gives you the ability to flex. Doug, I'm sorry that I'm going to use you as an, as an example, but I, I want you to not feel bad because you weren't the only one who did this. But in the audition submission, there is about a three second gap between the name slate and the start of take one. And then you heard the silence. There was about a like eight second or so gap between take one and take two. When you're submitting your auditions, I think it's important to remember that the person on the other end is going to be listening to 10, 20, 30, 1,000 auditions, depending on the particular casting call. So the things that you can control are making sure that you're submitting kind of a well-formatted audition submission. So I would recommend tightening up that space between the name slate and take one. I personally do a half second of silence at the tip of the file, a half seconds of silence or room tone, however you're editing, between the name slate and the takes, and then no more than one second between take one and take two. If someone had opened Doug's audition in their email browser and they weren't looking at it visually in a DAW to see that there are two takes, they might think that Doug didn't do the second spot and just close the file and move on to the next person because they wouldn't necessarily see, you know, visually that there's, you know, more audio to come. So um, these are the things that you can control as a voice talent submitting auditions, whether it's for a political, commercial or otherwise. There are so many things in this world that we can't control. What you can control is submitting a really well formatted audition. So I would say make sure that you're having your takes kind of tightened up, tighten up the dead air between your name slate and your first take. Also, one person who submitted, there was like 18 seconds of silence at the end of the file, at the end of the takes. When you save that, your file is going to be like four or five megabytes in size because of how much like audio time is on the file. So from an attachment perspective, everybody else's attachments are going to be one to two megabytes and yours are going to be five. You run the risk of ending up in a spam filter when things like that happen because of the attachment size. So pay attention to things like that because those are the things that you can control. Now, from the read perspective, this is another read submitted that I felt lacked kind of the urgency. There's just a lot of empty air 
in between some of the lines, especially at the conclusion of the negative, where the rich profited, we paid, we can't just afford Jimmy Mullet. Way too much space to kind of land that like very impactful statement. And then similarly, at the end of the positive spot, you know, uh, bringing to Washington, you know, what he does in Vermont, just a lot of empty air. So I want to hear that kind of like charging urgency towards the end of the spot. And then like Brandon said on a couple previous ones to really land it, like let us hear that that final spot and land it with impact. Oh, yeah. I mean, that 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 was it. Yeah, that's all good. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I listen to him in Finder uh, and sometimes I, d- I don't open it in something I see the the um the waveform so yeah there's there's times where i'm waiting for someone to take a second take and i'm like oh it's just space back here okay all right and now i'm like what did i even listen to did right because i was anticipating something do i remember what your last read was or was i like what just happened why was i sitting here in silence well you know looking at emails but listening to auditions yeah yeah i think that's a that's, that's a good note very good note um yeah i i liked doug's uh voice uh, his tone um yeah there that it was there's was too much space yeah it feels like you know uh at this point do i know he can get it into 15 seconds if i need to um because mm. we are i i don't need you to cram it into it and, and and rush through uh an audition right but i do need to know that you can at least keep it moving uh i love what he did uh, tone wise, but yeah, I, I don't know if that gets, uh, read any quicker or, uh, enough where we can use it. If I was in session, I'd ask, Hey, can we see a little more disgust, maybe a lip snarl while we're doing it? What is a disappointed version? I like his tone, but maybe a little more feeling, uh, negative wise, as well as I liked his positive tone as well. But I would ask, can we creep a smile in there? Can we, you know, uh, can we get our arms up in the air so we feel like a little more, uh, I don't want to say energetic, but at least a little more positive uh, and, and, and some smiley in there. Um, maybe, maybe go the other way and it's warm and caring, um, but a, a little more feel, feel I'd like to lean on. All right. So, uh, Brandon. What about you, Jamie? Do you have a, a pick? Let's see. Let's go John Henry Krause. John Henry Krause. Jimmy Mullet's record? Mullet ended local services that our first responders desperately needed, but allowed wealthy donors to take millions of dollars in relief funds. The rich profited, and we paid. We just can't afford Jimmy Mullet. Jimmy Mullet knows our middle class is the backbone of our community, our state, and our economy. That's why he's fought for workers' rights his entire career. Now Mullet is running for Senate to make Washington work more like Vermont. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I I like that. um, Inflection is there. I like it. Uh, uh, His timing, right? We were just talking about timing. I like that timing. Um, I like how he ended that. Yeah, technically, that's... I like that read. I would probably, again, uh, see... What's what's it like with a, a little more disgust in there, a little more negativity? I'd like to hear what that sounds like. You know, he's got and, that, you know, structuring your read is, is very important. You know, making your, you know, your intuitions on what is important and, and how to read it is great. So now it's easier to kind of, well, how do we get a little more of the feeling in there? I think that's good. You know, you know, the lip sneer or 
or say something before your take to make you feel negative. Say something awful about the person. I don't know. <laughs> um, whatever it gets you in the in the the character. I think that was it. I liked the positive one too. I thought I thought structurally great. I think it was a great start. It was warm. Um, I think I think towards the end was, it felt a little rushed, but. You know, I'd like to hear the kind of slower, warm ending, but uh, yeah. See, this is quite a good opportunity, this um, script particularly, that you get to show that range. So you can probably push it a little further in each direction to know that you can be directed up or down, right? Is that fair yeah. to say? Yeah, I think, so when I wrote these, it was just, I wanted to hit the things that I hear all the time. I mean, just constantly. The, the question at the front, Right. So sometimes clients want, you know, Jimmy Mullet's record, Jimmy Mullet's record. Right. So sometimes it's a full question. Sometimes it's an ellipses. You know, you get a lot of different things in there. Uh, we always talk about money. Right. Both sides uh, talk about money. So how do we stretch that out so it's important? And, and one where it could be negative or it could be sad. Right. This, you know, bad things happen because they use the money um, elsewhere. And then, you know. We always pay, right? So these taglines are just reused over and over, campaign after campaign. You know, something profited or, you know, person profited, rich profited, we paid. Uh, and then, you know, we either can't afford, we can't trust, you know, no more. You know, we can't trust Jimmy Mullet. So the, these are endings that happen all the time. So, yeah, yeah. that's a important. And then the set of three in the in the positive are just... You know, these these aren't award winning writings, right? Like they, <laughs> they they find a formula that seems to work for the super PAC, the campaign, the yeah. candidate, whatever lawyers for sure, because they're involved in every single one. Uh, and once they get that formula that gets hit every state or every, you know, uh, county. And so, yeah, it, it just keeps getting reused. So once you kind of get that structure down on how to do this stuff, uh, it really lends itself to every time you get in the booth for it. Right. Gotcha. Maria, what did you think? Yeah, just kind of wrapping up on Brandon's point there, there's a lot of there's a lot of advertising that's more like this, like very formulaic, and it's being done at like a hyper local level. So, you know, for county executive races, for state legislature, state assembly, that's where the money is for a voice talent, <laughs> like all of the the small stuff, because there's so much more of it. Um, because then when it comes to like, you know, prime time for Biden, they hire Sam Elliott. And then you get like the one minute and 30 second, basically like mini documentary where the writing is fantastic. And you've got the rolling hills of America and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, some of these that are just a little bit more formulaic, being able to really nail the formulaic read in a way that is effective and stands out, like that's the key to, you know, showing people that you have the the chops for this. I thought this read was very serviceable, but I wanted more of everything. I wanted more in the negativity. I just wanted a stronger choice there. I thought the I thought the negative almost came across a little neutral. There were a couple of moments in there where I heard 
you know, where the rich profited, we paid. Like I could I could hear just a little bit of anger behind the voice. But the beginning of the spot felt very neutral to me. It was more like informative. Like these are some facts about Jimmy Mullet that maybe you didn't know, but it didn't quite have enough of a point of view or an opinion. So I wanted I wanted him to make a stronger choice, specifically in the in the negative spot. Um, but, you know, again, another another voice, another tone. Um, and I thought the pacing of the read was really good, like very well fitted to the genre. OK, uh, Maria, who would you like to listen to now? Um, let's do uh, our friend Sonia Callen. I knew you were going to pick Sonia. I don't know why. I just knew it. <laughs> I was excited to see her in the batch. Sonia Callen. Jimmy Mullet's record? Mullet ended local services that our first responders desperately needed, but allowed wealthy donors to take millions of dollars in relief funds. The rich profited, and we paid. We just can't afford Jimmy Mullet. Jimmy Mullet knows our middle class is the backbone of our community, our state, and our economy. That's why he's fought for workers' rights his entire career. Now Mullet is running for Senate to make Washington work, more like Vermont. I love Sonia's voice, and I think uh, just another, like, really great kind of, like, mature female voice that has a little bit of gravitas but is also approachable. I thought that at the beginning of the negative spot where, you know, my, my complaint about John's read was that there wasn't a point of view. For Sonia's read, I heard that point of view. Like, I heard kind of the almost like sarcasm and credulousness kind of dripping in there at the beginning that really set the tone for it. But I feel like we kind of like raced to the finish Mm. and I didn't feel like we really, I didn't feel like um, we got that landing of we just can't afford Jimmy Mullet. And similarly in the positive, I felt that warmth. I could hear a little bit of that smile at the beginning as she's setting it up. And then again, we kind of like raced to the finish of like, he's going to you know, bring to Washington what we have in Vermont. And it kind of ended on a strange kind of upward inflection that wasn't quite, it almost felt like it wasn't quite finished. Like there was supposed to be another phrase coming at the end of it. So my advice in this one would be, you know, when you're listening back to your auditions, especially in political, like you've got to land the final point because the final point is what people walk away with. Don't vote for this person. Vote for this person. Don't vote for that ballot initiative. Do vote for that ballot initiative. Visit our website. uh, Make a donation. Like whatever the thing is that the writer and the campaign or the candidate is trying to leave the audience with, listen back to your auditions and make sure that you're really landing with finality, whatever that is. And the attack side of it, you're really wanting to hear them go there in an audition to know that they can do it, right? Because it's not always something that everyone can get to that point where they can sound that snarky, knowing that you could pull them back. Is that why you're attracted to these ones that are a bit more full on? Yeah, I think, you know, it. it it's it's hard to say like you you don't want to go too far cuz like you 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 absolutely can go too far cuz we don't want them to sound cartoony mm. you know unless unless it's the Lincoln project and like they're really like you know driving it into the ground and some of those like they did go really really cartoony with some of them and that's a choice not Karen's one <laughs> not Karen's one that was like you know rip, ripping your heart out of your chest yeah. like some of those like really serious ones but for the for like the the rank and file kind of average comparative I think you you want to hear hints of it but it's not it doesn't go too far so I think it again it's about making choices like I really liked how Sonia started the spot with Jimmy Mullet's record like I could just hear her like <laughs> yeah. shaking her head and throwing her hands up but you don't necessarily have to have that same 
intention throughout the spot. So there's Mm -hmm. moments where you can be a little bit more informative and less sarcastic and less incredulous at what you're saying. And then it also goes to Brandon's advice about like stretching things out so you can like make that emphasis without being too snarky, too sarcastic. Um, One of the people in the Facebook group when I when we posted, Jamie had asked like, how do you know how much snark to give like before it's just like nails on a chalkboard to like, you know, the people hearing these ads over and over again? It's you just kind of have to find that that balance where you can bring some of that negativity that, you know, the the communications consultant or the producer or whoever's bringing this spot to the table, like what they're trying to convey, that like collective frustration that the people who are against this person or against that ballot initiative, you're kind of speaking on behalf of that group that's fed up with something. So it has to it has to have levels of it. So there's there's moments where you can really just kind of sink your teeth into it and, you know, dig dig the the screws in a little bit tighter. And then, you know, some areas where you back off a little bit. But if you are getting the opportunity to audition for a comparative negative attack ad, I would say go a little bit too far, at least on one take, like go really a little bit too far, maybe with the snark, the sarcasm, whatever, if it's if it's written in that way. And then maybe do a take that's, you know, slightly more even keeled with like hints of it. And that way, the person on the other end who's listening to your audition is like, oh, I see that I can direct them, you know, all the way to the fence if I need to. But I also see that they have the capacity to deliver something that's a little bit straighter with just like hints of it. But it's hard to imagine that someone can do it versus like knowing that you could pull them back from it. So if I'm listening to auditions and I don't listen to a lot of auditions, most of the stuff that I do is passing demos along. But if I was listening to auditions, I would rather hear a little too much snark than none at all, because then I don't know if you really have the capacity to go to the depths of sometimes where these comparatives need to go. With your voice talent hat on, are you doing research into the audition, looking behind the scenes for previous ads that that campaign has run or is there a difference between one side of the aisle and the other or how much can you actually figure this stuff out? You know, for the most part, I just ask when I get to the session. Right. <laughs> um, most of most of the work I get as a talent has come from relationships that I've been fortunate enough to build. For the most part, I get an email either the day before or the morning someone would like to do a session. And sometimes they tell me which pack or candidate or issue or ballot initiative that it's for. And sometimes it's just like, hey, I've got a spot for you. Are you free at noon? And then when we get into the session and when I see, is it a comparative or is it a negative spot or is it a positive image spot? When it's a comparative or negative, I usually ask, like, how negative do you want to go? And for a lot of my clients, I'm on the line with, you know, people who are at the strategy firm or communications firm. It's not often that the clients are on the line, too. So we'll usually capture a range um, of going snarky, snarkier, snarkiest. (laughs) Or for like an image spot, we'll go, you know, positive, uh, more positive, and then like p- like the heartstring tugging, where I'm just kind of like rubbing my arm and like trying to feel as like emotional as I possibly can. So we kind of go almost. It reminds me of those like aerobics commercials from the late '80s, early '90s, where you had like one person on the podium who's like low effort, and then the next person's like medium effort, and then the next person's like high effort, and they're just like flailing. So you know that's kind of how 
I feel like we approach it in session is like we start here, then we get nastier, then we get the nastiest, and then we start here, we get a little bit warmer, and now like Sarah McLaughlin's playing Angel <laughs> and there's puppies. Like, <laughs> and then you've got like that range to choose from. Gotcha. But I have not had the benefit of getting a lot of pre-information where I can do you know, research about like what they've already put out because they're just, it, it just moves too quick. Right. Gotcha. Brandon, what did you think? Going back to the over the top or not, um, you know, like I said, I almost never uh, audition for this stuff. It's always I send out demos and we make a decision or they ask me what I think and we just, you know, which doesn't happen very often at all. It's almost always, <laughs> let me hear and then we'll make a decision on their end. As far as other genres, I do think a little over the top is helpful because, yeah, there, if it's an interesting spec, it is so tough to, to think like, all right, I can push them a little more, push them a more, 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 more. How much can they keep giving me if I don't hear it at all? Right. Uh, right. Whereas like, whoa, that was a bit much, but interesting. Right. We're talking about commercial work, at least. It's like, OK, that was interesting. And now all I have to do is say, hey, like that was a nine. Give me like a seven. Relax a little bit. Right. Uh, I believe if I hear that, I, I have imagination. Uh, can't say all clients do. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, I can hear that. Like, all right, we'll pull it back down. Political stuff. Honestly, if I hear over the top or nothing at all, I already think mm, they probably don't do this work. Right. And. And with the clients I have anyway, uh, they only want people who have been in the industry for years or at least sound like they have been. Um, gotcha. Most most of mine aren't, aren't interested in trying brand new people, which that's not helpful to say on a podcast, but that's the, the case. But if you get to the skill where it sounds like you've been at this for a while, you know, and your demo sounds like, hey, you've done work that's big, uh, that that you clearly have all of the, the styles down, the reads down, and you have your niche. Like, what are you going to make your money at? Uh, that stuff's important for whatever. Anything about uh, Sonia's read that jumped out to you? Yeah. So so in that case, like to me, all of her inflections kind of go up, right? She she goes up on, on, on the end of all the things that she finds important or ends of sentences. Uh, and to me, that's... Uh, I wouldn't do that. I would say let's let's flatten those reads. Uh, if it's an important thing, let's uh, let's not inflect up. Let's not inflect at all. We're kind of living a little flatter here, but let's stretch those the money. We'll uh, millions. We'll, we'll stretch the 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 things that are important, the names that we want to massage and and lean on. Um, I thought it it did have a good start, but there is a ton of attitude in there, and that's really cool. And then the, the positive one, cool, that, that one just felt like really quick. Um, you know, if we slow down, we'd, we'd feel a little more of the positivity. It'd be nice and, and warm. Sure. Okay, great. I think we've got time for maybe one more each. So, Brandon, what should we do next? Let's do Michelle Bailey. Michelle Bailey. Jimmy Mullet's record. Mullet ended local services that our first responders desperately needed, but allowed wealthy donors to receive millions of dollars in relief funds. The rich profited, and we paid. We just can't afford Jimmy Mullet. Jimmy Mullet knows our middle class is the backbone of our community, our state, and our economy. That's why he's fought for workers' rights his entire career. 
now Mullet is running for Senate to make Washington work more like Vermont. Yeah, um, so, yeah, it was good. I, I think it's the same thing. We have a, a tendency to inflect upwards on, on, on things like that. Um, so, uh, again, and, and these are things that, you know, none of these mistakes are unique. Uh, I hear it all the time, you know, in workshops or, or people sending me reads uh, and their demos. Um, let's flatten those out. Let's, let's uh, lengthen that stuff. Let's not inflect upwards. And, and how do we add some more attitude? Again, it's, it's not unique. It's, can you add a lip snarl? Can you do some stuff with your eyebrows? You know, how do we make it sound more disappointing? Um, so I, I, I ask her to do that. I think her timing was, was good on the positive one. Um, again, there was still the inflection upward, but um, yeah, nice. Great. Maria? Um, I really liked her voice and Michelle, I apologize if this comment offends you, but there was a, a maturity, maybe uh, a seniority in the voice that I heard, which I think is very marketable for politicals. You know, if you're 30 and you just sound older, I'm sorry if I aged you. But um, I do think that there is quite a market, especially for women, I think, when it comes to the comparatives um, that kind of like like selling the fear a little bit. And I think her voice has those qualities of like, you know, maybe your, you know, 55 or 65 year old next door neighbor who's just a little bit scared about what's happening in their community, whether they're right or wrong or racist or not. But like that kind of tonality, I think, comes out a lot in um, negative and comparative spots. So I really liked Michelle's tone for that. The read overall, I th- I thought felt a little staccato to me. Like we were just kind of like hitting all of the individual words and saying them versus kind of something that felt a little bit more legato. The way that I describe that is uh, when I use my hands, like pulling mozzarella, like just having like a little bit more like length to the read and having it have somewhere to go, just a little bit more smoothness. So I wanted I, I wanted to hear kind of the beginning, middle and end, you know, the journey a little bit more versus having it be a little bit more punctuated. And then, you know, Brandon hit the nail on the head with the inflections at the end, which we heard on a couple previous takes, just not not landing with intention that that ending. Good. Right. I also I also, also like how you say mozzarella. Is it is there <laughs> is there a quota of like you gotta you gotta put like an Italian thing in there? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I have to hit it. People have to know. People have to know. Okay, Maria, let's uh, take it home. Who's going to be the last person today? Let's wrap it up with uh, Lawrence Lewis. Lawrence T. Lewis. Jimmy Mullet's record. Mullet ended local services that our first responders desperately needed, but allowed wealthy donors to take millions of dollars in relief funds. The rich profited, and we paid. We just can't afford Jimmy Mullet. Jimmy Mullet knows our middle class is the backbone of our community, our state, and our economy. That's why he fought for workers' rights his entire career. Now Mullet is running for Senate to make Washington work more like Vermont. So I feel like Lawrence's read was a great example of, uh, in the negative, almost too much. You uh, you heard kind of like his his like rearing up for it in his slate, like Lawrence T. Lewis. Here comes a <laughs> negative spot for you. I hate so, this guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. He was like he was ready for it before he hit he, record. He um, so this is if if I was directing Lawrence in the session, I would say great first take. Let's pull that back and like let's let's choose our spots where we want to really 
you know, hammer home that that negative sarcasm versus having it uh, run the gamut of, of the entire spot. So maybe just maybe just like a hair too far. Um, but I want to give Lawrence uh, huge props for the ending on that positive spot, because I thought he did a really good job of bringing it home, landing it with the finality, landing it with the weight I wanted to hear just a little bit more warmth and smile. There was like right at the beginning, there was a moment where like you can almost like see the politician in the background, like holding a baby, <laughs> eating ice cream. There's a flag in the background. Like you really set the stage. I feel like we lost it a little bit in the middle, but then he brought it home. So he made the callback pile for me because I liked the fact that he went so, so negative because I was like, all right, he's got the facility for it. I know we could, you know, bring it back from the brink. But out of all the submissions, I thought Lawrence did probably one of the best like just absolutely scathing reads for Jimmy Mullet. <laughs> I enjoyed um, that. I enjoyed that. I have to say. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you could just you could just hear the sneers. Like I, I wish I wish Lawrence had like a video of him reading. I wonder if he was just like clutching his fists in front of the microphone. Um, so I, I chose him for the callback pile because I knew that he could he could go the distance and in in a session I think we could bring it back and find the moments to keep versus where to be just a little bit more measured and. Uh, I just I really loved the way he he ended that uh, that positive spot with the finality. Great. Yeah, I I agree with all of that. Yeah, um, I will say on that that positive spot, I did like the opening and I did like the closing. You know, there was some good feeling there. Uh, yeah, but in the middle, we just kind of we kind of lost track there. You know, and and that's actually there's a lot of feeling in that that line, right? That's why he's fought for workers' rights his entire career, right? Uh, these are these are things that there are so much feeling in that, especially entire career. So I would have liked that to carry through uh, the whole spot. Um, I liked that, and yeah, that beginning, wow, that was uh, yeah, he he definitely got there. There was some attitude, and we know Lawrence does not like Jimmy Mullet. Uh, we know it. <laughs> Um, so, uh, but yeah, yeah, that's too much. It is too much. So uh, let's bring that back. We want to live more in the nuance. How do we, how do we create the feeling of negativity? So where I, the listener, right? I'm not, don't sell me that you hate the person, right? How do I feel kind of, I just want to walk away where I feel gross about who that person is, right? And so that's that's a flatter read. It's more nuanced. Instead of being angry about it, right? We're we're kind of just what can you do with your face to contort it to where you have some negative feeling that comes through the voice, right? There's so much stuff we can do with our body um, and face uh, that that translates to the read without it being I'm selling you the feeling. So yeah, yeah, that's what I yeah, think. I love that. Um, well. Maria, Brandon, thank you so much for spending so much time with us and for recording the full session, which you're, everyone's going to hear later. We've been actually doing this for getting on for two hours right now. So uh -oh. um, I just want to thank that's you. A, that's again. what happens. You, you get an audio engineer who always is like behind the mic and quiet. So now I like have to take some space. <laughs> I don't even know. You, hopefully you edit some of that out. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, you guys care about what I'm talking about? Oh, that's great. I'm usually just listening to everybody else talk. Yeah. So edit really, whatever really you really want to hear what you have to say. Um, <laughs> so thank you both, and also to thank you to all the people who submitted because it's oh, actually yeah. quite a brave yeah. thing to do um, yeah. because this is going to go out into the public and people yeah. are going to hear your feedback. So um, yeah, I think for everybody, like, so they know, like, hey, nobody did any unique, problematic uh, read here, right? It's it's almost always the trend of 
if if you're kind of green and new to voiceover, um, you know, you you do those certain things that we were talking about with some some projection issues, the inflection issues, right? And if you are good at commercial, there are the issues that you have you haven't gotten to in the political realm, and that is the projection issue for sure. And then uh, don't move around so much, not so high and low. And how do we kind of stretch these things, right? So everybody, they, they, they could be very good at, at, at voiceover. It's just the things that, you know, more practice. Go listen to a ton of political work because it's all out there. Go listen to it. If you hear somebody that's in your age range or your vocal tone or something you think you could do better, you know, write that thing down and, and go record it and, and, and listen back to it. It's just, that's all it is, is doing it over and over again until you hear the trends and the, the formula. Uh, you know, this stuff is, is, you know, once you get it down, you can just keep doing it. So, yeah. But yeah, great, great okay. to everybody. I'm, I'm glad that we got to listen to so many people with their, I wish we could have gone through all of it, um, which would have taken hours. We'd be here till tomorrow morning. Yeah. If we, <laughs> yeah. we, we all actually have jobs. Yeah. yeah, I guess we can't. Maria, any final thoughts? Before we wrap up, uh, no, I th I thought everyone did a really great job on submissions. Um, I know that folks ask me and reach out about um, if there's opportunity to be listed on Blue Wave. Um, we don't have the roster open for all categories, but we are currently interested in hearing demos from um, actors that are uh, indigenous Americans. And we're also interested in hearing from more transgender talent. So if that's you and you're interested in working in the political genre and you want to send us a demo, you can send it to casting at bluewavevoiceover.com and just put in the subject that you heard the VO School podcast. Love that. And Brandon, you do demo production too, right? Specifically for politicals. So tell us about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, I have done that for the last 12 years or so. I, uh, I do enjoy doing pol political demos. I, I do enjoy doing demos of work I actually work in, right? And how do people find you? Uh, yeah, so soundnectarstudios.com is me. Or just email me if you want to chat. Uh, it's uh, Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-O-N, at soundnectarstudios.com. Okay, fantastic. Well, thanks again. And we're now going to hand over to Brandon and Maria for their live session recording these two scripts. And then after that, we're going to have the finished results. So again, thank you both. Thank you. Hey, thanks. That was fun. All right. Well, hello. And here we are doing some political stuff for and against the same candidate, which is uh, something I've never done in one session. That's <laughs> 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 not, not how it would work, but uh, wonderful. So cool. I guess we're, we're just going to say I, I'm the client on this end and and we'll uh, we'll get your takes. We'll do some direction and we'll we'll, we'll piece together some magic. Sounds good. Sweet. All right, so let's say we have it. We're we're doing uh, in this case we're, we'll say it's what a uh, fifteen second digital, uh, and we don't have to do a disclaimer. It'll be on screen, something like that. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just jump right in. See where you where you are for timing and tone. Uh, I'm rolling on one. Jimmy Mullet's record. Mullet ended local services that our first responders desperately needed, but allowed wealthy donors to take millions of dollars in relief funds. The rich profited, and we paid. We just can't afford Jimmy Mullet. So yeah, nice. Yeah, we're 14 and a half, so I think we're going to be all right on time. 
let's say let's start a little softer on that one, right? So, you know, uh, ripping services from first responders, let's say that's like, uh, we're a little more worried than angry, and then maybe go a little closer to disgust on that's the the relief funds. Sure. Um, so I would just say, let's, let's pull it back just a tad. And uh, good timing, everything else. Let's take two. Jimmy Mullet's record? Mullet ended local services that our first responders desperately needed, but allowed wealthy donors to take millions of dollars in relief funds. The rich profited and we paid. We just can't afford Jimmy Mullet. Oh, what a strong ending. I like that ending. That was really nice. Great. So that same thing, just shy of 15. I think that's perfect. Yeah. Um, I think that's good. I think um, if we can slow down that that you know mullet ended you know the very long sentence here i would just like to hear what that sounds like if we we can add like a a second and a half or so in that one sure up a third jimmy mullet's record mullet ended local services that our first responders desperately needed but allowed wealthy donors to take millions of dollars in relief funds the rich profited and we paid we just can't afford jimmy mullet so yeah, that that's my favorite. I like that a lot. Let me just take that. Um, great. Uh, so so in this case, let's say uh, you know our client isn't sure how much of a question that first line is. I feel like we always end up with these intro to our spots that are questions that uh, sometimes are are kind of rhetorical and we don't actually ask it, and sometimes it's like a real question, right? Sure. Um, so I like what you're doing. I, I really do like what you're doing. Um, but let's just say, hey. We're gonna we're gonna say the client doesn't know. So let's start out as as a, a flat Jimmy Mullet's record, right? You're basically just you know ellipses there. You're about to tell because you already know. Uh, sure. And then maybe you know the third one. Let's go like full on question. Let's hear how that goes on four. Jimmy Mullet's record. Jimmy Mullet's record. Jimmy Mullet's record. Yeah, yeah. Give me one where we really, you know, record. Um, drag that one out just a bit. Jilly, Jimmy Mullet's record. Jimmy Mullet's record. Jimmy Mullet's record. Jimmy Mullet's record? That's nice. That's nice. But I think from take four, yeah, yeah. Can you believe it type stuff in there? I like it. Great. Uh, yeah. And then um, let's just get a, a pickup of that last line. Uh, we just can't afford Jimmy Mullet. Just uh, spend a little time on there. Maybe just, yeah, three in a row. We just can't afford Jimmy Mullet. We just can't afford Jimmy Mullet. We just can't afford Jimmy Mullet. I like that. There was some 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 nice variety there. That is, that's don't want to say unique, um, but it's 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 quite nice when a, a set of three actually sounds different, and, and you're very good at doing that. And that's something nice as an engineer and producer to, to actually have some options <laughs> rather <laughs> than the same one. Well, thank you kindly. Not saying anything. <laughs> yeah. All right, I have my composite. I'm gonna kind of clean up these little breaths here, and tighten up without listening so I'm sure I've made a mistake so let's hear 
So here are my favorites of everything. This is something that we do a lot. We just, you know, if we had a the, the strategist, the writer or something on here is, you know, basically has to hit exactly what they did when they wrote it. So uh, let's say that's what happened with my writing here. And so we were very specific with each line. Uh, and I think you nailed it. So let's let's play it all back. Jimmy Mullet's record? Mullet ended local services that our first responders desperately needed but allowed wealthy donors to take millions of dollars in relief funds. The rich profited, and we paid. We just can't afford Jimmy Mullet. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I love all that, and I think I'll just kind of switch up a little of the timings in there. Um, I think one was a little tight, and then uh, the second little break was uh, could have been taken out. Cool. I, I love it. Anything you want to do differently on there? No, I love it. Comparatives Perfect. and attack ads are truly my favorite. <laughs> you like you like being nasty and then just throwing <laughs> some hate out there. They're just they're just yeah. fun to sink your teeth into. You know, they're just you you get to uh, you get to do some of that acting that we uh, talk so much about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. There's there's something. Yeah, just uh, whenever we're doing commercial, right? We're selling something, and we obviously like the thing we're talking about. Uh, so it's it's just a completely different skill, really only used in these cases, right? Uh, there isn't a lot of other work out there where you're like, yeah, but you want to seem disgusted. Yeah, other than, I guess, like the Discovery ID uh, narration. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Well, cool. Um, I think we're, we got the attack. You want to nicen it up? Yes, let's move on to our image. Perfect. And in this case, I'll just keep my same takes going. So we're going to call this take seven, and I'm rolling when you're ready. Jimmy Mullet knows our middle class is the backbone of our community, our state, and our economy. That's why he's fought for workers' rights his entire career. Now, Mullet is running for Senate to make Washington work more like Vermont. Yeah, nice. Very nice. Very nice. Um, timing's right there. I like what you did. Your intuition's really good that it's, you know, this real tough, uh, positive thing. But what kind of director would I be if I just let you run with it? Now I'll get I'll get in the way and mess it up instead. Um, <laughs> so let's 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 make this um, let's make this a little softer and more hopeful. Okay. Right. You know, his entire career. You know, it's all it's all positive. It's all great. He's our he's our superhero. But yeah, let's just do another one completely uh, the same same uh, pace. But let's let's switch up the tone. I'm gonna call it eight. Jimmy Mullet knows our middle class is the backbone of our community, our state, and our economy. That's why he's fought for workers' rights his entire career. Now, Mullet is running for Senate to make Washington work more like Vermont. Nice. Uh, yeah, so what I'm going to do is take that ending because it was perfect. Make Washington, make Washington work more like Vermont. That's good. So uh, what I do want to hear, that's why he's fought for workers' rights. Yeah, uh, that's why he fought for workers' rights his entire career. So let's lengthen out that entire career. Let's make sure that's, you know, we're going to lean a little more on there. So kind of spend a little more time on that. Um, kind of something that in writing I see all the time. It's always entire career. Okay. And the rest I like. So let's, let's go again. Same thing. Here's nine. Jimmy Mullet knows 
our middle class is the backbone of our community, our state, and our economy. That's why he's fought for workers' rights his entire career. Now, Mullet is running for Senate to make Washington work more like Vermont. Cool. So uh, let's just say that that was maybe uh, just a little over the top uh, lengthwise. I, I liked it. But yeah, I think we'll probably split the difference there. But I like it. Had had some good feels. Everything else is good. Jimmy Mullet knows. Yeah. Jimmy Mullet knows. Our middle class. Yeah, I love what you're doing. That's great. Yeah, let's uh, just grab another on 10. Sure. Jimmy Mullet knows. Our middle class is the backbone of our community, our state, and our economy. That's why he's fought for workers' rights his entire career. Now, Mullet is running for Senate to make Washington work more like Vermont. Great. I like that. That was nice. It was, it was a little more casual, right? It was a little, little lighter, maybe even uh, the buzzword conversational. Um, <laughs> Just throwing you options. Let me see. I like it. I like it. It's different. Let's. I want to hear if it matches my ending that I already loved. And timing-wise, we are under time, so we're okay. And I'll just play back this. Jimmy Mullet knows our middle class is the backbone of our community, our state, and our economy. That's why he's fought for workers' rights his entire career. Now, Mullet is running for Senate to make Washington work more like Vermont. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. I like that. I like that. Uh, I also loved your first, like, super tough one. Jimmy Mullet knows our middle class is the backbone of our community, our state, and our economy. That's why he's fought for workers' rights his entire career. Now, Mullet is running for Senate to make Washington work more like Vermont. Yeah. So, really two great options here. You know, that's really nice for, for a client if they're just in... We have the spot. Do we want to try something different and make it a little more casual? Do we want it to be tough? Do we want it to be, you know, kind of warm, caring? Uh, it's great. I like it. Awesome. Yeah, I think uh, this went quicker than I expected, and we have <laughs> options. So That's what they call me, one-take pendo. Oh, that's good. It's a... <laughs> doesn't have a great ring to it, to be honest, but I'm, uh, it gets the point across. It's really... Yeah, no, it, it really... The point it's, is... Yeah. It's, not, it's, not, it's, 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 not a, it's not a catchy saying, but, uh, but, yeah. we, but no we understand it. No rhyming. <laughs> That's what's important, is does it get around? That's cool. even, even if you get it in one take, you still need to do five more just for safety. So it really, it, it really has no yeah. meaning. <laughs> In fact, uh, the the worst thing for for me is always loving the thing at the beginning, whether it's a, a take or like a music choice for an ad. Right? You're just like, well, am I phoning it in? I really liked that first one. <laughs> like, don't be lazy. Keep going. And then you know, an hour later, you're like, nope, that that was it. That music choice, the first one, really was it. I just wasted all that time. <laughs> <laughs> but at least I have options. There you go. Yeah. Jimmy Mullet's record? Mullet ended local services that our first responders desperately needed, but allowed wealthy donors to take millions of dollars in relief funds. The rich profited, and we paid. We just can't afford Jimmy Mullet. Jimmy Mullet knows our middle class is the backbone of our community, our state, and our economy. 
That's why he's fought for workers' rights his entire career. Now, Mullet is running for Senate to make Washington work more like Vermont. The VO School podcast was produced by Heather Lynn Watt, Joan Gavino, Lisa Leonard, Gina Scarper, Femi London, Tiffany Van Landingham, Diane Richmond Knox, Zach Allerman, and myself, Jamie Muffet. Special thanks to Patreon super member Angus McLeod and our sponsors, JMC Demos, Voice123, and Backstage. We'll see you next time. <laughs>